Hi, and welcome to episode four of The Founding Female. This next founding father was a great patriot and a wonderful friend to Mr. Thomas Jefferson. I'm talking about none other than John Adams. John Adams was born to John Adams Sr. and a Susanna Boylston on October 19, 1735. That was with the old style calendar. His birthday now is October 30, 1735. He was so close to being a Halloween baby, which is one of my favorite holidays. John's father, John Adams Sr., was born February 8, 1691. He made a living by being a farmer and a minister. He ended up in the Massachusetts Bay Colony because of his great-grandfather, Henry Adams. Henry immigrated from Braintree, Essex in England to Massachusetts in 1638. John Adams Sr. married Susanna Boylston in October of 1734. Susanna was born on March 5, 1708. She was originally from Brookline, Massachusetts. She came from a very respectable family. Her uncle was Zabdiel Boylston. He was a physician who was known for performing the first surgical operation by an American. He helped inoculate hundreds of people with the smallpox outbreak in Boston. When John Adams Sr. passed away, she would go on to marry Lieutenant John Hall. I guess she liked husbands with the first name John. She married him in October of 1766. Apparently, the Adams children didn't get along with Mr. John Hall very well. I also noticed while doing my research that the month of October seems to appear a lot for the Adams family. John Adams Sr. and Susanna had three wonderful children. One we already know, John Adams, Peter Adams, and Elihu Adams. Now that we've laid out some background, let's start to discuss our founder. John was born on the family farm in Braintree, Massachusetts. His family were Puritans and lived a very modest life. John was the eldest child. At age six, he attended a boy and girl dame school. A dame school was a private form of elementary school, usually located in the home of the teacher, which were normally women. He was taught the New England Primer. The New England Primer was a first reading primer designed for the American colonies, a textbook published in the 17th century. He then went on to a Braintree Latin school, where he studied Latin, rhetoric, logic, and arithmetic. John Adams disliked school very much. He had many incidents with truancy and hated his schoolmaster. His father refused to let him give up on school. Even though John just wanted to be a farmer, his father wanted more for him, such as parents still do. It's the little things in life such as this that just never seem to change. It really goes to show that humans don't really change, just our surroundings. In 1751, at age 16, Adams attended Harvard College. He enjoyed studying ancient writers such as Plato and Cicero in their original languages. But his father really wanted him to be a minister. When he graduated in 1755 with an A.B. degree, which is a Bachelor of Arts, he decided to teach school temporarily. He finally decided to become a lawyer. He wanted to be known as a great man. All this conflicted with his Puritan ways. At age 19 in 1754, the French and Indian War had begun. He wrote this, 
I longed more ardently to be a soldier than I ever did to be a lawyer. In 1756, he began reading law under a James Putnam, and in 1758, he earned an A.M. from Harvard and was admitted to the bar, having completed his studies. Also, John Adams was lesser known than his cousin Samuel Adams. 1750 brought love to John when he fell in love with Hannah Quincy. He tried to propose whilst alone, but was interrupted, and it just never worked out. In 1759, he met an Abigail Smith. He wasn't impressed with her or her sisters, writing they were not fond, nor frank, nor candid. But as we all know, as time passed, she would steal his heart, and him and Abigail were married on October 25th, 1754. And October comes up yet again. How very interesting. They both loved books and had similar personalities. In 1761, Adam's father died. He then inherited nine and a half acres of farm and a house. Abigail and him would live there until 1783. Together, this fine pair had six children. Abigail, known as Nabby, John Quincy Adams, Susanna, Charles, Thomas, and Elizabeth. Susanna passed away at a year old and Elizabeth was a stillborn. The Stamp Act of 1765 was opposed by the British Parliament. It was a payment of a direct tax by the colonies on several documents. Adams obviously opposed the Stamp Act. No one wanted to spend extra money for someone to put a stamp on something. John Adams, under a different name, wrote four articles to the Boston Gazette in opposition against the Stamp Act. But even though he was against the Stamp Act, on the other hand, he didn't want to get involved with his well-known cousin Samuel Adams' movements and public demonstrations. The Stamp Act was repealed in 1766. In April of 1768, John Adams moved all of his family to Boston. The house they rented on Brattle Street was known locally as White House. They only lived there for a year. Next up was the Townshend Acts in 1767. This made things bad again between the colonies and Britain. Lots of mobs and lots of violence. On March 5, 1770, a mob formed with the British. They were thrown rocks at and such, and the soldiers opened fire, killing five civilians. This would be known as the Boston Massacre. The soldiers were arrested, and since no one would defend them, John Adams took on the role. He believed in a right to counsel and a fair trial. The trial was a week long with the commander, Captain Thomas Preston, on October 24th. Yet another October thing to happen in Adams' life. Preston was acquitted while the rest of the soldiers were tried in December. Six of the soldiers were acquitted while the remaining two were convicted of manslaughter. In 1771, he moved his family back to Braintree, but kept his office in Boston. But he grew tired of Braintree and again moved back to Boston in August of 1772. In 1774, they returned to Braintree due to the scary situations happening in Boston and finally remained there permanently. Wow, that is a lot of back and forth moving. 
John Adams was one founder who believed there could be resolve with the British and held out hope. That changed in 1772, when the British Crown assumed payment of salaries with Governor Thomas Hutchinson and his judges instead of the Massachusetts legislature. Adams wrote that the measures would destroy judicial independence and place the colonial government closer to subjugation to the crown. Parliament meant business, stating that any resistance was illegal. On December 16, 1773, was the Boston Tea Party, a demonstration against the British East India Company's tea, which had monopoly over the American merchants. The protesters dumped 342 chests of tea, that was about 10,000 pounds, in the harbor. John Adams wrote it was the grandest event. Also wrote in his diary it was absolutely and indispensably a necessary action. There is so much more to discuss when it comes to John Adams. He was there from the very beginning. He saw the whole story unfold. And his life is very interesting. He was definitely a part of the action. I would love to cover more on the rest of John Adams' life in a future episode. But that's all we have time for today. Join me next week as I discuss Alexander Hamilton. See you next time on The Founding Female.